The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Good, uh, good afternoon, everybody. It's Brendan Anderson, uh, co-host of the, of the Second Stage. Sorry, Jeff. That's all right, Brendan. You obviously started drinking early today, uh, which is fine. I, I actually am impressed. Um, yeah. And this is Jeff Cadlick, uh, Brennan's co-host. And as uh, Brennan said, this is the second stage. Uh, Brennan, I always like to take time as we start off uh, a new podcast uh, to talk about last week. And last week we had our uh, author, serially, uh, serial entrepreneur, Dan Weinfurter, uh, who wrote the book, The Second Stage, Second Stage Entrepreneurship, 10 Proven Strategies for Driving Aggressive Growth. And uh, he's shining a light on an area that we've been passionate about for a long time. So it was great to, to have somebody else uh, in the mix. I think he does a great job, uh, Jeff, summarizing some real key points that drive value in business. And uh, we always talk about the small business treadmill, and I think he does a very good job really just focusing on getting the entrepreneur to to get off of that treadmill and look at some some big events, some big some big topics. Um, I was I was surprised that he was actually get it down to ten. Proven strategies. <laughs> yeah, I was, we, I was afraid to ask him how many subcategories of the ten there were, Jeff. But uh, we all know that. But you know, Jeff, it's what's what we know about business is it really is about picking the one or two or three things uh, of the. the the current topics that you're looking at that can make the biggest impact in your business. And uh, it's not about being perfect. It's about being, uh, it's about making decisions, moving on those decisions, getting, you know, getting those issues resolved and moving on to the next one. And you just can't do everything at, at one time. You got to pick one and move on. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You got to prioritize. And that's something that we always try to do with our portfolio companies. And, and that is not easy. You know, he actually had another, I thought, important statistic. And, and we always talk about, you know, how important the niche is that we we invest in. And I'm always curious and, and interested to hear about uh, how important it is. And the statistic that he came up with was that second stage companies are only about 10% of the total companies in the U.S., but they provide close to 40% of employment in the U.S. So this to the overall economy is, is very, very important. And uh, that's why I feel really good about what we do at Evolution. Well, as you know, Jeff, we've actually heard statistics from the uh, the Kaufman Institute and a couple of the other entrepreneurial groups. I'm drawing a blank on the second one, uh, where we've actually heard higher numbers. So uh, you know, it's hard to pin down, but obviously, uh, a big, big driver for employee growth and innovation in the country. Yep, that's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. I understand that employment's down to 7% in the United States, and uh, I believe that uh, second-stage companies were a big part of that. So, uh, But you know, I would encourage everybody to that has an interest in second-stage entrepreneurship and small business ownership to, to buy Daniel's book. Uh, I actually have to admit I've gotten through most of it but not all of it, and I find it fascinating stuff, uh, particularly with regard to the hiring process. Um, you can get it on Amazon as Daniel mentioned, you got to be patient because they're having trouble keeping it on the bookshelf, which uh, is, is great news. Uh, I think the more people that are educated about the space, uh, all the better. But now on to uh, this week's show. This week's show is The Power of Core Values with our good friend, Bud Bryan. Yeah, Jeff, it, w- this is, uh, is going to be a fun one. Um, you know, as you know, hanging around Bud is, uh, is, uh, is energetic and it revitalizes you, and, and the guy has got more passion for this sort of thing than, um, than most, uh, most large groups combined. And it really is uh, – it's fun to uh, – but for those of you that don't know Bud, he's a, uh, the founder of a company, uh, Bud Co., we got to give him a lot of credit for being very, very creative there. That's uh, based in uh, in the Detroit area, and just an unbelievable growth story. And it just uh, you know exploded to uh, well over a hundred million dollars and a thousand employees. And when you watch, when you get the privilege of walking with Bud in downtown Detroit, and and literally people cross the street to give him a hug and and uh, go out of their way to thank him for all the wonderful things he's done for them, uh, and and knowing that in you know in Bud's heart he's uh, uh, you know he's he's more than happy to do it and you know can't wait to to help out other people. And I and I hope I'm not uh, underselling Bud, Jeff. I don't know whether uh, I've, I've given him credit for for what he's accomplished. Well, he's certainly committed to the city of Detroit, and he's certainly done a lot for um, you know employment. You know, under Bud's leadership, they grew Budco from about eight hundred thousand people and fifteen employees to, as you point out, over a hundred million and nearly a thousand employees. And uh, they're good-paying jobs, also. So, uh, and he wouldn't uh, have it any other way. Uh, but, maybe but, talk maybe talk about how we got lucky and we kind of won the lotto and we got to we you know Bud's a partner of ours right he's a he's a, he is we uh, we are partnered with Bud uh, in an endeavor called Budco Financial Services and uh, it was really just a small corner of the larger Budco organization which is a marketing services company and uh, he f- felt that this was a non-core piece of the overall Budco and the existing owners agreed and we were very fortunate to be introduced to Bud when he was looking for a partner and it's because the fact that he believes in core values that he was a great match for us uh, as partners because we're advocates of, of core values and I thought maybe before we spin out of this break we talk a little bit about you know our core values and uh, what that's meant to to our organization yeah Jeff as you know I, I can't keep track of an, or an agenda one of the things that I wanted to talk about also was that most of the time that we make a uh, partner with a with a company and we have you know previously talked about core values we've pre- previously talked about a system the evolutionary you know process in which we you know kind of help these entrepreneurs really get the traction to to grow their business we get a lot of pushback and what is so you know it's refreshing because bud had already done this one time and, and grew a humongous business that uh, it's been fun uh, at least for me jeff to, to sit back and watch uh 
Bud in action, uh, you know, since he's done it before, it's it's uh, second nature to him, and it's it's been refreshing to watch how how wonderful it is with an experienced uh, core values implementer. Yeah, and and certainly those companies that already have core values, I think, are you know more receptive and open to the evolutionary process and and partners that want to bring new ideas and energy to to a particular situation so uh certainly anxious you know to talk to bud about that but you know as we found here internally that the core values have helped uh with the decision making process uh it's helped People feel a sense of ownership of what we're doing here at Evolution. Uh, getting them engaged in that process. Also, you get you know to break down barriers and get to hear a lot about what makes people tick, that makes uh, makes them good uh, people uh, to have within the organization. And, and lastly, I think most entrepreneurs view this as a as a use of time, as a, as a consumer of time. And I think what, what we try to stress is that if you implement core values and you implement uh, a process, we, we obviously are a little partial towards the evolutionary process, Jeff, but um, if you implement a process, it saves time. It saves massive amounts of times and it creates alignment. And, and really at the core of that is, is the values. I mean, how a company will be judged, how the people will be judged, how the suppliers will be judged, you know, ease, um, and it, it really comes down to, you know, kind of that, that, that backbone, that spine. Um, and, 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 it, and it saves time because it helps guide people's decision-making process so they don't have to constantly run back to the leadership of the organization. If their responses and their actions are consistent with the core values, then it's probably the right answer. It, it, it's so often, Jeff, think about when we started evolution and we would sit around trying to make decisions and, and we would go back and forth and back and forth and without really a process for making the decision. And it, it's, you know, most entrepreneurs hate the word, my God, you need a process to make a decision. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's wonderful when you've said, you know, when you can sit back and say, does this employee, um, live the values? And if the answer is yes, um, the, they're a keeper. If the answer is no, uh, then the, you know, they know the areas that they need to improve to stick with the business. And it's and it's you know it's 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 that simple. And it's amazing how uh, how wonderful that is. And once you have the good core of people living the values, how that attracts other people that want to live those values. So it really is a huge saver of time for finding employees, making decisions. And, you know, Jeff, I could probably go on for, for days and days and days. Yeah, and, and I hope to, during this conversation with Bud and during this this episode of, of the second stage, that we can make the connection to our listeners that good core values or implementing core values is an important early step in a growth strategy. So with that, uh, we're going to move into our first break, but I want to remind everybody that we want to provide an a actionable advice during every episode and also want you to continue the dialogue through comments and questions on our blog at evolutioncp.com. We want to hear what works and what doesn't. We want to hear, uh, want you to create a community of entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs, and you can also email us at the, the second stage at evolutioncp.com. I also want to take the time to thank our sponsors, McGladry LLP is the leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. And with that, we're going to sign off the first segment of uh, our episode on the power of core values. Thanks for dialing into the second stage. Mm -hmm. 
Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. This is Jeff Cadlick, and welcome back to the second stage. Uh, we are here uh, with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson, and we're talking about the power of core values. Uh, we finished off the first segment really introducing uh, one of our partner company CEOs, Bud Bryan, who is now on the line. Hello, Bud. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Um Good. You know, we spent some time in the first segment, Bud, talking about um, why we were good partners. And and part of it was because that you were an advocate of core values, as is evolution. We all agree that, you know, that's an important step in, in, a, in a growing company. Um, would you agree with, with that, that assessment? I think there's no question. I think, in, in, in fact, if you're looking at you're going to grow a company around good people. And uh, good people want to be part of something more than just a paycheck, even though that's why we all go to work for a paycheck. But when, in fact, you can feel you're part of something bigger and greater than that, then you build an organization, as we did, from 14 people to just under 1,000. And those original 14 people... All but two of them were there after 20 years. So there's a reason. So, yes, I agree with it completely that you're going to grow a business based on the quality of your people to take care of customers. So that's, you know, that's just just the way it works. But you, 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 uh, you bought your first company, or uh, you bought the, the, the beginning of Budco in 1982. 
and you know now I know that EO and YPO and a lot of people talk about this stuff. How did you learn about, or how, how did you learn about core values, or, or learn to learn about core values uh, initially? Well, I, I don't know if I ever really learned anything, or there was some sort of an epiphany with me. I don't believe there was. I, um, you know, I grew up on a small farm. Um, Milk six cows every morning, every night. Didn't make any difference whether it was Christmas or whatever. You still had to, uh, you still had to show up. And I think that those core values grew from that beginning. And then I went on. I was going to be a school teacher, an English teacher, and I did that for three years and uh, went into business and had the opportunity to continue to teach. And I, I just don't think you can separate, at least in my case, I cannot separate those core values from me, from what I do when I'm on the job or off the job. It's, um, so it's just, it's just part of who I am. I don't, I don't know you, how to say it any other way. That's, when did you, when did you, first list your core values? When did you first put them on the wall and announce them to your employees? Was it pretty early in, in your business life or was it later on? We were we were actually approached by Ford Motor Company to um, uh, be the first non-manufacturing supplier to the Ford Motor Company to qualify for Q1. And part of that Q1, the quality process, the uh, the uh, Deming quality operating system, we've talked about systems before, is knowing and understanding what we all collectively believe. And that was putting together a mission statement, a vision statement, and guiding principles. So for the first time, I think we had to put them down in writing. And it wasn't terribly difficult because people were already pretty much on board with what we value. And, uh, and so I think it was part of that quality operating system that you had to have it uh, uh, written down and printed. And on the back of every employee badge and on the walls at Budco was the mission statement, the vision statement, and the guiding principles. So um, I, I I think it was that discipline, yeah, that put us in a position to uh, to actually write them down. I think they were there. And um, so, but you guys called them guiding principles. Is that is that a is that what you the term you? That's correct. Yes, okay. vision, mission, and guiding principles, and they were um, uh, again, as I said, that was part of uh, Dr. Deming whole quality operating system. You had to start there so that everybody knew what page and what, you know, what page in the hymnal we were all singing from. So that was, that was really why he required that. I mean, it was just, that's part of the deal. You guys may not believe it, but trust me, you got to do it. Hey, bud, you know what I'm most excited about, and Jeff loving this, is that we have another operating system to look into. Jeff, isn't that great news? Uh, I love it. Right. (laughs) Well, if you're familiar with Dr. Deming, he's the guy that resurrected Japan after the Second World War. So you can thank Dr. Edwards Deming 
for Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, the whole manufacturing sector at uh, in Japan was really all of those disciplines brought to light through Dr. Edwards Deming because the American manufacturers didn't listen to him. They didn't care about quality. They didn't really, and you can remember cars in the 60s and 70s. I mean, it was, you didn't expect your radio to work. You didn't expect your speedometer to work. It was a car. Of course it doesn't work. Well, the Japanese changed all that. And so Ford Motor Company said to Dr. Deming, would you come and meet with us? And he said, no, uh, because you won't listen to me. And then 10 years later, they said, we will listen because they were in real trouble and had to improve their product. And that's what that whole quality operating system is all about. And it was all developed and designed by Dr. Edwards Deming. But tell me what, what, what our core values. I, Jeff and I took about an hour and a half to try to explain it in, that, in the first segment. I'd love to get your spin on them. Core values, guiding principles, what, what are they? Well, I, I think in my case, and I think you can you can lay a foundation on the fact that, first of all, you respect and value the dignity of the individual. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, uh, Max Dupree's uh, The Art of Leadership, mm-hmm. but his father, who was head of uh, Herman Miller, didn't know what to do when one of his employees, who was a carpenter at Herman Miller Furniture, one of his employees' wife died, and he said, well, I'll just go over to the house. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. He went over to the house, and this man, a carpenter, sat down and played a piano to the level of a concert pianist. And he said, my gosh, I never knew that about that person, that he had something else, some genius in his life that I had not seen or had not appreciated. So I'm telling that story of Budco Financial Services, and they say to me, well, did you know that last year at the Christmas party, one of our concierge agents played the violin, and she was unbelievable. Robin, when you're in there next time, I'll introduce you to Robin. And so when you, when you start to understand that there are levels of genius in every person you meet, then you work from that position. From there you say, okay, what is our primary objective? Take care of customers. How do we take care of customers? We take care of our people who take care of our customers. And how do we do that? We treat them with dignity and respect. And if we do that, what's going to happen? Well, we're going to probably grow our business, and eventually we're going to see some financial success. But that is a result. That is not an objective. So the objective, if it starts out, the objective is profit. Odds are you're probably not going to achieve it. It would be very elusive. But if you take care of customers and you take care of people, odds are you'll be successful. So really at the core, in my mind, it's treating people with dignity and respect, but you have to believe it. It's not something you can fake. It's not 
because uh, you know they can they can see very quickly through someone who is uh, just trying to uh, to pretend that they really that they really care and they really do uh, value you as a person. So I I think that you know there was one of the former football players uh, was talking about I knew Jim Schwartz the head coach was lying to me when he was talking to me. And you're thinking if you have people who you're working with who are saying oh yeah, you know, this guy is uh yeah, that's a real song and dance. So the, the the value has to be real. You can't kid a kidder. So it's, so it's and, and we find that also, Bud, that when obviously making money is important to stay in business and pay the bills and so forth. But when the sure. objective of the company is bigger than making money, it's amazing how it it changes the whole atmosphere. It changes the whole focus and, and happiness of the business. It's a uh, and it's fun to watch. And from Jeff and I are blessed to be, you know, we get to see this happen. You know, hopefully, you know, lots of times. And it really is. Yes. Uh, it is a lot of a lot of fun. Tell I me what's a, people like our accounting firm would say. Uh, I'm going to come over. I'm not going to bother stopping and seeing you. I just need my Budco fix. I need to walk <laughs> through, and I need to be uplifted by the cult kind of atmosphere that was created. Not by me. I mean, yeah, I, I may have started it, but it was all the rest of the followers, the believers, that uh, that created that kind of, uh, of a culture. So I, I agree. It's, uh, it's something special. It's a reason to get up in the morning and go to work. And oh, by the way, you make money. And change lives, right? It ta- hopefully yeah. it's changed lives. That's the the goal. Absolutely changed lives. When 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 we uh, Jeff, we probably don't have enough time to get into how he did it and how he communicated it. So it, it, maybe we take the break now, and then kind of when we get back into it, we talk about how Bud was able to to do this and, and the impact it made on employees and the, 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 you know families and and suppliers and, and overall happiness. Yeah, yeah, just getting started in the whole process and and uh, so on and so forth. Because obviously, uh, you've inspired me, Bud, as you've talked here and and told your stories. And I, Edwards Deming and Max Dupree and folks like this uh, have have uh, it's it's been inspirational. Um, anyway, with that, we're going to take another brief break. Uh, from the second stage, and we'll be back shortly with you to continue our discussion of the power of core values. Thanks for dialing into the second stage. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance Tax Consulting. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? 
How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is our show, but it is a forum. And like any forum, this show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their experiences and ideas We invite you to continue the discussion from each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com. And you can also email us questions at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. But the important thing is that we hear from you. And uh, we're going to turn our discussion back to uh, the power of core values and our guest, Bud Bryan. And in this segment, we're going to get a little bit more into the nuts and bolts of how you actually go through the process of, of developing your core values with your employees. Hey, bud. That's perfect lead into, uh, you know, obviously Ford said, let's, you know, let's do it. And, and you guys did it. T- tell me how, how, how you did it and how the employees um, embraced it and, and how you got it to stick. I think one of the things that we did when we talk about the reinforcement of core values and one of the things we did from the beginning is we actually required and some people resisted it and they got over it. But once a month, they had to work a full day in the facility, be it collating pages of letters on a table or running an inserting machine or a flat cutter or working on a Xerox machine, and you do it for a full day. You stand there on the cement, you eat your lunch. Uh, with the people that you're working with, uh, and uh, you rotate through the departments. And I think our quote-unquote executive team found out how hard some of those jobs are. To stand on cement for eight hours a day is a long day. And I, I think that that's when it was a reciprocal between our employee and our leaders that they got to know the leaders and the leaders got to know our employees, not just by looking at the badge, but looking at the, uh, uh, the, the face and the job that they do every day. So I think that foundation was there, uh, along with the discipline of, and I, I can remember another great Dr. Deming uh, expression was, he says, I love mission statements when they say, we want to be one of the best. No. That's not, <laughs> that's not a great objective. How about the best? The leader. Not one of the leaders. 
but the leader. So when people got on board and understood that all of the systems that we were putting in place and all of the processes that we were identifying, instead of us being critical of them, we would look at the metrics that we kept on all of those processes and said, you know, how many times, how long did we leave people on hold? How many times did we drop calls? What was, in fact, the objective that, uh, you know, we don't want a customer to go past three rings, for instance? Uh, we had an operator who answered a live phone from 7.30 in the morning until 6.30 at night, even though we were only open from 8.30 to 5. We knew people called beyond that. So when we started to say that we are going to be so customer-led, and that's a, a different way of saying that people use the term all the time, customer-driven, which is more like driving a herd of cattle, um, <laughs> When you're led by customers, when you figure out where customers want to go and you deliver the processes and the products to get them there, you're going to be much more successful than just trying to have customers force you into some particular pen in the barnyard. So uh, uh, we were very much a customer-led organization and and we understood that that was uh, that was truly uh, truly the the guiding principle of the organization so um, but you start by knowing and understanding the people of the organization because then they start to know and understand you and then they start to get on board but so many times you got people who don't even want to walk out in the manufacturing side of the facility. Oh, I don't have time to do that. Well, these are the people that are doing the work of the organization. And if you are walking around saying that you value them, how best to show them but by doing their job. And that's, that's what we did. So I think that was a that's real great. foundation. You know what I love, Bud, about your stories is, I mean, you're so experienced. You've obviously done this and you've internalized it so that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful to hear. And one of the things I wrote down as you were going through kind of your objectives when creating your core values was the specificity of the things that you were looking for when you talked about, for instance, that you had this uh, woman answering the phones before and after the actual you know, stated time because you knew people were still going to call. Um, I just found, find that incredible. So. Jeff, I'm back. Yeah, well, again, it's, it's, it's just really interesting when you, when you can have the people that you're working with look at everything they do through the eyes of a customer. And that every time, I mean, we have people who come to us and say, you know, and we do service observes and all of those kinds of things, but come to us and say, you know, I really think we ought to change the process here because it's just not sending the right message about taking care of customers. And we said, so be it. And then we would change the process across all of our agents. And uh, it's, 
And then when they see that, oh, my gosh, I just, I just suggested something, and we did it. Holy mackerel. What a unique idea. <laughs> What's the old, uh, remember, the, remember the old cartoon of the suggestion box with no bottom in the, in the box and right below it was a waste paper basket? A shredder. <laughs> we updated to a shredder. <laughs> it, but but it, it, hit me, it hit me as I'm looking at the numbers, and I, and I don't know when I got cut out before, but you guys hired over 950 people. And yes. I, I just think about having your guiding principles or core values – and the ability to hire 950 people. I mean, could you have ever done it without them? Without the without the values? No. Or the principles? No, and, and no, and and you know who became the real demanding customer were the people that were hiring these people. I love it. I mean, they became more um, passionate about what it took to be part of the Budco team than even I was. And I'd think, oh, boy, that seems a little overboard. Well, not to them. So, uh, no, you're absolutely right. I can't imagine going about doing that without having that value that you can share with people. And I think that a lot – Jeff and I talked a little bit in the opening segment about how many entrepreneurs view this process of establishing the, the core values, the vision, and, and, and the purpose. Uh, you know, And you guys had some different terms, but really the same, the same thing. I'm sure our the author of the systems we look at stole them from, from Deming. We've got to go back and look at it. But um, you know, really um, they look at that as a use of time and, and maybe, maybe talk about – because it just it stuns me how often – 99, in my opinion, percent of businesses don't have this. Uh, how did it save you time? I mean, how did how did I mean? It, could you have ever done this sort of stuff, uh, you know, without it? Well, no, we couldn't have done it, and also we would have spent all of our time watching other people and making sure they were doing their job. We didn't have to do that because we knew people were going to do their job. We knew people were going to take care of customers, and that was really. The very simple thing. I walked out onto the floor and we're using, you know, that styrofoam popcorn mm -hmm. stuff that if you ever did anything that's breakable and they fill the box full of that stuff and you open the box and now you've got it all over your living room. And I'm saying to one of our people, why are we doing this? And he said, I asked the same question. I feel that this should be eliminated because the customer the end user of this product doesn't know how to even get rid of all this styrofoam popcorn. <laughs> and we went to the plastic bags that have air in them. You've seen those connected plastic bags, and they're much easier to dispose of. And so when you've got people on the floor saying, why are we using this stuff? Because it's a problem for our customers. Then we don't have to watch them. And you want to talk about a time saver. If you got 900 people and you're spending all your time watching to see if they're doing their job, um, odds are you're not going to be growing your organization. So uh, That's great. I, I just think I, I, I just think that uh, you know the core value system is that you've got some people who are working for companies and they don't have a clue what that company is about, and uh, and what a shame. So what are they doing? They're probably looking for a new opportunity. And like I said, you're going to grow a business based on having good people. 
And you will win just like you do with sports by having better athletes, by having better employees. Uh, and if you uh, if you put people in a position that they know and understand what the organization is about and believes in and stands for and does it consistently, then uh, you're going to continue to grow that team. And that's how we went from 14 people to 950 some odd. Yeah. Hey, but I Jeff and I always worry about uh, the fact that you know you're not very happy, and you know we always have to worry about you know kind of you know. Cheering you up and make and you know kind of getting getting that, getting that. Actually, as you know, that's not true. We uh, we yeah. always appreciate, we always we always know that uh, when you come in the room, the energy rises by uh, by multi by multiple uh, uh, levels. How how did how did this sort of thing help help you on the on the happiness factor? How's it impacted your your overall life? Because that's what we're all you know after, right? Is well, it's, uh, well, why did I why did I come back and get involved again? I, there was something that was missing in my life when I sold Budco in two thousand and six, and when I had an opportunity, I could only play so much bad golf, and I could only you know cut up so many trees that have been falling down and mow so much grass, and I felt I found out that not being engaged with people on meaningful things. Is it meaningful putting stuff in a box? Maybe not. But is it meaningful, as you said early on, Brendan, in changing people's lives? Yes, it is. And to be able to have the opportunity to positively affect one life is the driver for me. And and I've come back into, and you've heard me say it, I'm more excited about our future today than I was six months ago. And and I mean that. And our whole team means that. So it's, uh, for me, it's what uh, keeps the blood flowing every uh, morning when I get up and when I uh, go to bed at night. So it's being engaged in a meaningful way with people is, uh, is truly the driver for me. Jeff, you told me he did this to get to hang out with us. <laughs> that was all. That, 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 he didn't yeah, do any well, of that stuff. Did I, he? I interpret most things that way, so you know I'm probably not a good person to ask. Wow, <laughs> I just yeah. I, all my energy just got sucked out. No, we 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 uh, we, we love it. I mean, it's uh, it, and it's it's been. It's been fun. Uh, Jeff and I, have, I think I mentioned earlier, have had the privilege of, of learning a lot from the speed in which you do things and, and the speed in which you make decisions and in speed in which, uh, you know, quite frankly, you got the, the major uh, issues done in this uh, in, a, in, in a very short period of time. And uh, so it's been fun for us to watch a, uh, a, vet, a veteran at work uh, implementing these things in a, in well, a you new know what, You know company. what you guys do really well if we're going to sit here and do a, a break our arms, pat <laughs> one another on the back? It what is, you, you know, guys do really well is you get out of the way and let an organization do the work of the organization. So you've actually apologized to me on a couple of occasions. Gee, sorry, bud, we haven't been in touch. I haven't had that, you know, we've been running. With it. Brendan, Jeff, that's fine. The fact that you stay out of our way and we are able to get our job done, and when we're not getting our job done, you can raise your hand and say, have you thought about it? What yeah. about 
so I think I think it works uh, it works both ways. I hope our organization is inspirational for you and for other groups and other teams that you're working with, but the way you conduct things at Evolution Capital complements that. And I wouldn't say that. You know me well enough. I wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. So it's a, you're, you're a good organization to work with. Well, Bud, we, we appreciate that very much. And coming from someone like you that uh, uh, is so highly regarded, not only in the city of Detroit, but in the entire state of Michigan, we've run into a couple people out in Ann Arbor, and they're like, you're working with Bud Bryan? So um, we appreciate you having on the show and, and your, your stories about the, the importance of core values and the obvious success you've had as you have leveraged those core values is, is obvious. So we appreciate you being on the show and inspiring us and sharing your great ideas with our listeners. So thanks for being on the show. And with that, we're going to take another short break from the second stage and we'll be back to share some of our concluding thoughts about today's topic. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance Tax Consulting. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus Drug Discount Card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. And welcome back to the second stage. This is a show about small business best practices, and I think we just finished uh, with a wonderful guest about the power of core values. And our guest is Bud Bryan, the CEO of Budco Financial Services and the founder of a company uh, called uh, Budco, which was a marketing services company that he started back in 1982 and grew up from 15 people to almost 1,000. And why that's important uh, is because I think as, as uh, we demonstrated or as Bud demonstrated, core values are a key first step in growing your business. Absolutely. I 
and it, and it can't be faked, Jeff. I mean, it's got to uh, you got to walk the walk, and you got to uh, let the employees know that uh, that that you are actually living the values because when they see that you have values and they see that you live with them, it, it just goes it goes very far. Um, I it kind of remind me of the story, Jeff, um, multiple times when we were working on getting this deal done, and and I had uh, we would working on a big decision, and Bud and I would be talking about it, and and Jeff, if you can remember uh, having these discussions, and he would just look up and say, "Guys, we're going to do the right thing. Everything else will work out," and um, it's just reassuring. I mean, you know, it's a. Uh, just doing the right thing and being willing to you know, to look across the table and say this is why we're doing it. And if uh, you don't like it, then we'll let's all go our own separate ways. But we think this is the right thing. And it was refreshing and direct. And it's amazing how often when you just state that you think it's the right thing, how often it gets done. And uh, so it's been it's been fun to watch him work. Well, I had to chuckle a little bit when when he was saying uh, how we're great partners in part because we get out of his way. And it's I was chuckling because he's earned that right. I mean, he's already doing all the right things. And uh, while I don't certainly and you certainly don't want to be, you know, uh, too actively involved in anybody's business, uh, things like core values work. And we want to see those kinds of things get implemented because we know that those companies that do are successful 100 percent of the time. You nailed it, Jeff. I, all that we want to do is be involved enough to ensure that these processes are put, be put in place, and that is establishing your values, your vision, and your purpose, and living by them, and, 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 and you know, and, and hiring people based on those things. And when a company does that, it's we, our job is done, right? And I can assure the second stage listeners that this is, um, I mean. Brendan and I have both obviously been to Budco Financial Services, and I remember we had an initial kickoff meeting after we'd become partners where Bud brought in all of the employees of Budco Financial Services. And because they have these core values and because the people that he has hired and included in on an organization share those core values, they feel a sense of ownership in the success of the organization. And so what could have been interpreted as a fairly intimidating situation as you know partners you know meet for the first time they were completely engaged and engaging with us because they had uh, they'd h- hired the right people and they felt a sense of ownership and they were anxious to find out from us what we were going to bring to the table to help out their organization it was just an inspiring period of time we had with them it's uh, it's great when a plan comes together, and it's great when um, when you have people committed to doing this stuff. And I think the thing that, that that entrepreneurs have to realize is you do this because it helps you save time. You do this because it helps your employees. You do this because it helps your company. You do this because it helps your vision and in getting to where you want. And it helps you as a person. It makes you happier. And and I think. Jeff, I, I wrote down as a question to Bud, and let me ask you, uh, 99 plus percentage of the businesses that we look at don't have this. Why? Why don't they have it? I think because they haven't made that connection between what you just said uh, in terms of what the results are. I mean, you were the one that encouraged the core values here early on at Evolution Capital Partners. We've since kind of restated them. And, you know, it's really been a freeing experience. And now that they're in, I can see the power of having 
you know, having core values uh, can can create. But I think it's they just haven't made that connection, and hopefully, the show does that for them. Well, I think the real good news is that it seems like an overwhelming task, but there are lots and lots of resources out there. I mean, we talk about them every show, Jeff. It's the uh, Entrepreneur Operating System. There's a book, Traction, that describes that. There's the Gazelles. I mean, it, there's Rockefeller Habits, the book that describes that. I mean, I could. There, I mean, every time we have a show, we find another one. But the base is the same, right, Jeff? I mean, it really is about about vision, values, um, you know, your purpose, and you know, Bud had different names for him, and I quite frankly, I'd, ne- I'd never heard those names before. But it's it's not overwhelming. It's something that there is a there is a pretty specific roadmap. So if you if you if this is vague to you, please reach out to us at Evolution, and we would be more than happy to, you know, get you a book, get you a copy of this stuff. Yeah, and I thought Bud did a very uh, uh, eloquent speaking job on how they got started in identifying and building their core values where it was really just practical ideas how to improve the lives of their customers uh, that they started to build what he was calling those guiding principles. Uh, And that's really where I think I would suggest these folks get started. But this is really where you're supposed to, uh, you know, uh, guide our audience with with a piece of weekly advice. Yeah, this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody. But if you want to create value in your organization, you got to establish your core values. So we're going to play a a play off of create value, create your core values. And I know we've beat this up during the entire uh, um, hour here, but it, it, it is it is simple. It's, it's, it's everybody's values aren't the same. It's really about getting yours on a piece of paper. You know, who, who do you admire? Who do you want to work with? Who, you know, what's, what, what are the characteristics of those people that you want to, to be around and that, you know, can grow your organization and you put those on a piece of paper and you live by them. And, um, I, I'm always amazed that, you know, I think Bud used the term, the aha moment. Every time I inter- interview an, an entrepreneur about, why or how they heard about this sort of stuff it's it's somebody else pushed them to this and it's uh and just go out there and have your aha moment yeah i agree and i i think this has been a a good show if i want to just continue to pat myself on the back but uh hopefully people make the connection and start putting core values in place so uh we're glad that we had everybody tune in this week to hear about the uh the core values and please tune in every monday at 5 p.m eastern 2 p.m pacific uh each week we want you to think about your organization and and what it could be in the future and you always have to remember to have passion for possibilities so until next time uh we uh, uh, just work on your organization, Passion for Possibilities. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 